Welcome to A Flame for Christ, homilies to set your heart on fire with love for Jesus Christ. My name is Father Joseph Gill, a priest of the Diocese of Bridgeport, Connecticut, and you've joined us on the 22nd Sunday of Ordinary Time. So some of you may know the story, but it is worth retelling how St. Nicholas became associated with the gift-giving Santa Claus. So St. Nicholas was a real person. He was a bishop in Myra, which is modern-day Turkey, back in the 4th century. And not only was he concerned with the spiritual needs of his flock, he was also very deeply concerned with their material and physical well-being as well. So one day he heard about a man who had three daughters, but he didn't have the money to pay for the dowry for them to get married. See, back in those days, a man actually had to pay to get rid of his daughters, to to marry them off. They had to pay a, a certain fee called a dowry. So this man had no ability to pay, and that meant that the daughters could potentially end up in a life of prostitution or something of that nature. So according to the story, Bishop Nicholas came to the man's house one night as it was dark and everyone was asleep, and he took a small bag of gold and poured that gold down the chimney. And so when the man awoke and he found the bag of gold down at the bottom of his chimney, he found it was just enough to marry off the first daughter. And a couple years later, he did it again for the second daughter. And a couple years later, anonymously, once again, he gave the gold for the third daughter. And this is really how St. Nicholas became known as a man of vast generosity, which kind of also leads to his connection to another man who brings gifts down chimneys. You know, St. Nicholas and Jesus really show us the proper way to give in today's gospel without expecting anything in return, and even anonymously, if possible. It shows really ultimately that we're motivated by love for God, and this is what the virtue of charity is. Charity is doing good to others motivated by love for God, not being motivated by human praise or recognition or anything else that we can gain from it. But you know, this can be rather challenging. And it's funny how sometimes in a marriage, I see how couples often will do things for the other, but kind of expecting a little reward. You know, the man will do the dishes, hopefully, so that he can go on the hunting trip that weekend. The woman will do something nice for the man so that she can buy the the other pair of shoes. You know, you see that sometimes when couples fight. One member of the couple says, don't you know everything I do for you? I do this and that and this and that. Kind of listing it off as if this gives them a leg up in this argument. But of course, this is not simply uh, a married uh, problem. This is something that even, you know, kids have with their parents. Kids will say, well, I'll do the dishes if, you know, you give me half an hour video game time. Or even you see it when wealthy people want to give some donation to some organization in the hopes that their name gets put on a plaque or put on a building. But this falls far short of the challenging but beautiful ideal that we hear in today's gospel. And so Jesus really kind of asks us the question, do we believe that our hidden acts of service are seen by God? Do we believe that he truly is going to reward them? Because the very nature of charity is to do something not seeking a reward for ourselves, any recognition or a thank you, seeking it solely for God's glory and his honor. Because if we love God, then we love this person who is made in the image and likeness of God. And therefore we do the dishes or we do an act of charity so that they can be, so that God can be loved in our love of them. And, you know, after all, this is exactly how God acted with us. When you consider, the Blessed Trinity was perfectly happy in and of themselves. The Trinity had every perfection, every goodness, and so there was no need for the Trinity to do anything. But God created the world solely out of goodness and for our benefit, not for his. He gained really nothing from the creation of the world. 
And even to this day, he continues to give, as it were, somewhat anonymously, right? He gives us the air that we breathe and the food that we eat and the shelter over the roof over our head. And a lot of times we don't even recognize the father as the giver of all these good gifts. And so he gives them somewhat anonymously. And of course, when we had strayed far from the Lord and were estranged from him, and he sent his son to die on the cross, consider, the cross gained Jesus nothing. Jesus did not gain in glory or in happiness or in power or authority because of the cross. Rather, he did it solely for us, for our benefit. We were the only ones that gained from the cross. And so following Christ's example means to give of ourselves without expecting anything in return, even thanks or acknowledgement. So my challenge for you this week is this, to find ways to bless others anonymously without seeking any recognition or human praise. And in doing so, believe that God sees it, delights in it, and will reward us. (laughs) 